All right, let's, uh, let's get into the Word today. Uh, and I'm going to preface this as I've prefaced this the last couple weeks, uh, that, um, uh, you know, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And sometimes, like, we, uh, we don't realize that uh, uh, some of the things that may be harder for us to change are the things that are the weights that are stopping us from walking in fulfillment and purpose, and in some particular case, stopping us from assisting other people to walk in the fulfillment and purpose. You know, sometimes we're, we're pretty uh, uh, successful or, or, or we're pretty comfortable in our lives, but it really is not just about our lives, it's about the lives that we're going to come in contact with also. So this, is, this, this teaching is not, I said it ahead of time, nobody has to walk on water overnight or change overnight. But, but again, if, 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 if you're hearing things in God's word, set some targets or at least challenge yourself to say, ask the Lord, Lord, help me to get there. The Bible says uh, he'll work in you to willing to do his good pleasure, right? It says apart from him, we could do nothing. So anytime God offers something, he's offering something for us to recognize that we need him to achieve it. Not, but he's not offering us for us to be... Um, condemned or, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do that, or what's wrong with me, I should have been doing that, or to try to conjure up all the things that we could have, should have done. It's not really about that. It's, it's faith forward. It's the next best step from where you are. And so when you hear today, uh, and, and, and again, it's a stretch because it's a stretch for preachers to, to talk about certain things. You know, just like uh, Wednesday, we're talking about uh, deceptive addictions. Well, a bunch of preachers ain't going to be talking about lust and things like that because they don't want people uncomfortable, you know. Um, and what we talk about today, they ain't going to talk about because they don't want people uncomfortable. But it's not like I want people uh, to, un- it's not like I want people to be uncomfortable, but I, I want people to be free. And subtly, the adversary's been, been deceiving us and tricking us. And, and when we get the truth, we're freed from those things, if that makes sense. And so, so, so we're going to talk about this down the road with another teaching, but we got to start challenging ourselves about our non-negotiables. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us, uh, not because we're tripping over evil, but some, some of us have non-negotiables, you know, as you're growing in life. Like, so, so when the word comes forth, it can't penetrate that non-negotiable because you've already put a fortress to say, oh, no, that has nothing to do with me, and I don't care what I hear I'm not changing that, but, but to have that, that worldview or that, um, uh, what'd you say? Uh, Pastor Mel said that, that type of attitude, you're almost saying everything starts with me as God and everything that I hear from God has to line up with what I'm comfortable with doing. And I, and I know nobody's really uh, overtly or intentionally thinking that, but, you know, I had a... a I won't get specific, but I had a conversation with my granddaughter uh, uh, yesterday. And so I started talking to her about the whole picture. And I said, so, I said, so you made some decisions and reflex, but you didn't think about the residual effect or, or, or the, like the domino effect. You know, and she says, you know, I didn't, I didn't think through the whole picture. But I think a lot of us do that too. Uh, and we don't, we don't even look at the picture until we're, we're feeling pain. You know, now, my granddaughter is young. She, she's young. She's a young teenager. So, so she somewhat has an excuse, but we're a lot older. So, so we have to actually start to make some adjustments in our life. Okay, we good? 
right, so the topic, obviously, is sound effects. We've been talking about that for the last couple weeks. And, and we, we, we spent time talking about how uh, we went through Genesis 1 and how in Genesis 1, God created the, the heaven and earth, right? But right after Genesis 1-1, he started, you know, you get to, I believe, verse 7 or 8. He says, God said, let there be, well, believe verse 3. God said, let there be light. He said, he spoke light. And from the time he spoke light, light has been obeying his, the voice of God's word. Every day we wake up, we see light. The sun comes up every day because it's obeying God saying, let there be light. Now, God said that let there be light because he saw darkness and void upon the face of the earth. So he didn't speak what he saw. He spoke what he desired, right? He didn't go, man, it's dark. I can't believe it's dark. Man, it's all void. Satan uh, messed this whole place up. He did not do that. He didn't amplify the obvious. He spoke what he desired. Now, of course, he had to speak by faith because of something that didn't exist yet, right? All right, so then you have, uh, so God said, God said, let there be light. Then God said, let there be infirmament. He created the heavens. God separated the waters from the water, right? If you really study out the Bible, we don't have to get into it right now. The whole earth was just submerged in water, and he divided the water. You know, you can see it in, um, in Genesis, and you can see it in, in, in Peter, where you'll see that there was a, the, the whole earth, there was a flood before the flood, but that's another teaching. I won't get into that. But, but what I'm saying is he, he spoke. Every time he spoke, something happened. So then God spoke and said, he said, let us make man in our image. So God said, let there be light. God said, let there be heaven. God said, let there be herbs and fruit. God said, let us make man in our image. And if we stop the Bible at verse 27 or 28, and we needed to know how God made us. He made us like him. Amen. He made us with the ability to speak things into existence, right? So, so now we have, we have the, the model of how we should operate, right? Then in Genesis 2, 7, it says, uh, God breathed into Adam and he became a living soul, right? Genesis 2, 7. Now, that word living soul means a speaking spirit. That means he made us a spirit He breathed his creative ability on the inside of us, and he made us speaking spirits, right? Now, now, now that separates us from the animals, the rhinoceros and the whales and all that. We're actually speaking spirits. We have the power in our voice, right? That's Genesis 2-7, right? Now, speaking spirits, the Bible says in Proverbs 18-21, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6.2 says, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Why? Because we, we have this ability. So what Satan does in our lives is he comes in our lives, he already knows, I really can't stop them. They were made in God's image and after God's likeness. They can speak things and it can happen. So what I need them to do is speak what I want. So what, so what he does is he, he, he comes up to us in our lives and he puts up a screen, false evidence appearing real, fear, Right? And he's hoping we'll say what he's showing us. Like, just like the darkness and the void. He was hoping God said it's dark. Because he knew once God spoke darkness, then, then it would magnify the darkness. It'll project what you see now into the future. So with us, he's hoping we speak the negative and project it not just from this present moment, but into the future. But when we speak what God says, not what we see, he's mad because we change what's going on right now. Right? 
You snare by the words of your mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Amen. So we talked about this and we said, uh, so we said that in heaven in, in the beginning, there were, uh, you had all these angels and you had, you had, they were separated into three sections. So you had the uh, messenger angels and God established a prince or archangel over the messenger angels was called Gabriel. Then you had the warrior angels. God established a prince or archangel over the warrior angels called Michael. Then you had the worshiping angels. God established a prince and an archangel over the worshiping angels called Lucifer. Right? So when Lucifer got the big head, and the Bible says when you read through Isaiah 14 and, and Ezekiel 28, it says when he moved, like the sound was so beautiful. Like the sound, like, like the sound, you know, you, you ever hear like a, a, a wonderful song or a good sound and it just, it makes you feel good? Well, this is beyond something that you, no one's ever heard. And every time he moved, it was a new sound because he was designed by God. God is a creator, not a perverter. God doesn't have to mimic. He creates something new. That's why he says, uh, y- 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 it was one of y'all scriptures, a new song, right? Didn't I see that? In one of the uh, scriptures for the... Uh, a new thing, right. Um, all right. I'm sorry, the new song is in my, my notes. <laughs> all right, so, so he, he moved and he created so much sound and that atmosphere stimulated creativity. So Lucifer and the third of the angels created worship and God created, right? They created atmosphere. But then he, he because he had the ability to move God, he felt that I, I, I don't want to just move God, I want to run God. So I want to be like the most high. So then he was kicked into heaven, kicked out of heaven into earth like lightning. That's why there was darkness and void upon the face of the earth. Because obedience doesn't reside in the heaven realm. Remember when he said, let there be light, light is continuously obeying. The angels hearken to the voice of God's word. That's what the Bible says, right? All right, so now you have, have Lucifer who's, who's turned into Satan on, in the earth realm. But what was his job in heaven? Worship. The third of the angels that fell with him, what was their job? That's why the Bible said God is seeking worshipers in John chapter 4. He's seeking. We're we're fulfilling Satan's job. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of Israel or his people. It's a nation, right? That's what is in Isaiah, right? And so so now we have his job. That's why he's, he's, he's attacking us, right? But how does he attack us? What, what's his number one weapon? He has a lot of deceptions, but what was his number one weapon? Music. And if I'm trying to tempt you, is it going to sound bad? Right? I, so so, so we, have to, we have to watch because there's, there's, uh, there's things mixed in the music. The Bible talks about uh, don't drink strong drink. So it talks about when you, when they, when you mix things in. So, so, so originally when you see uh, the Bible, when it talks, <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to talk about this, but, I, but, but I'm going to explain something, okay? So don't, don't get mad because I'm messing up your, your, your alcoholic beverages, all right? So when it talks about wine, wine uh, is when they squeezed the juice and it cried, right? It whined. So that's where it came from. So if you look in Song of Solomon and talk about pomegranate juice, but it'll, it'll say it's wine, Right? Then you have, so the Bible talks about wine, it talks about mixed wine. So you have fermented wine, which is what kombucha is, right? 
is fermented. But then you have strong drink is where an alcoholic mix, mixed in, right? Just like strong music is when the adversary is mixed in. Right? Now, now it's strong because strong alcohol is strong. They call it strong because it, 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 it taints or perverts. Like, you don't operate like you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're, you're, you're impaired. But it has to be strong enough to, to affect your senses where you don't operate normally. You'll say stuff you wouldn't say, do stuff you wouldn't do, right? Music has to, when it's strong and it's mixed in, it, it has such an effect that it'll have you doing what you don't want to do. Right? You know, uh, we, we talked about the song, uh, I Don't Care About Nothing. What is it? The lazy song, I Don't Care About Nothing, I Don't Care About Anything. Well, a, lo- a lot of kids, you know, grades got jacked up. Just listen to the song. Because the song says it's okay not to do nothing. Right? All right, so, so we good? Yeah. All right, so, so, so we're talking about an atmosphere and how sound. So, so we said God made us in his image after his likeness, right? And so now we, we have something that we call voice recognition. So we talked about that before quite a few times here at the church. And we said, so, so that means, because it might sound far-fetched. I can speak something. I'm snared by the words of my mouth. But think about it. You can speak to your car. Well, everybody don't have the cars you can speak to, but you know you can speak to cars, right? And you can turn the car on. You can get the car to drive, whatever. You can speak to your lights. You can speak to your phone. Uh, I was doing something for the discipleship class yesterday, uh, yesterday when I got back from Columbus. And I spoke to the computer, and it typed. Hi. Voice recognition, 26 syllables, 40 voice patterns. It picks it up. And matter of fact, when it typed it out, I watched it. When it typed it out, in gray, it had the wrong words. But once the computer picked up on the voice pattern and the syllables, it wrote all the right words. So, so every time it first wrote something out, it wrote something close to what I said. But when, it, when that gray went to all black, it, it wrote exactly what I said. It picked up 26 syllables and voice patterns. It picked up my sound. And guess what? It moved. I didn't touch the computer. All I did was speak. Just like God did in Genesis 1. So we talked about how we're catching up to Genesis 1, right? Again, so there's sound effects, right? And so, so we, can, we, can, we can tell ourselves well, okay, so this, this is, you know, I worked with youth, so the young people used to say, well, I don't really, I don't really listen to the lyrics, uh, I, I just listen to the beat. But the beat is saying something. You know, my nephew came up here last, last week and told you how, how the frequencies affect people. He said when they turned in music, they wasn't listening to the lyrics, they didn't even care about the beat. They was like, oh, no, this is on the wrong frequency. We can't, we, we need to control their minds, basically. And at this frequency, we're not going to control their mind. Hey, 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 you wrote a good song. Hey, you got a kick and beat. But I need that frequency to affect their minds. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that specifically, right? But he said, he was, they tripping. They're like, man, we just put together a good product. And they just asked about frequency. And, and what he had told me, we were talking one day, and he said, man, he said, it's not even about creativity no more. Now, they don't even care about talent. You could... You, you can turn in anything. You can just get smoked out, come up with anything, as long as it's at the right frequency. See, because frequency moves us. Remember, we're 80% water. Frequency moves water. Put it next to your, your faucet. You'll see that water just start to dance. Put that frequency next to some of us. We'll start to dance. 
We'll start to worship Satan because, just because it sounds good. But we'll talk God, right? Just, just drop your rocks, you know. I, pastor didn't tell. It's, it's co- recorded. Pastor didn't tell nobody to change nothing. You have to choose to be obedient to God. As a pastor, I can't force you. I can't be mad at you. But I have to offer you the considerations. You know, I had a family member say, well, I, I just give my kids choice. I said, well, how are you giving your kids choice without all the considerations? Like, at least give them the consideration so they're making a quality choice. Right? So my job or our job is to give you all the considerations so you're making a quality choice, especially finding out what God is trying to say. Right? So we good? So we said this. We said we summon what we serenade. Now, I got that from Craig Lewis. That's not my own. Um, Craig Lewis has a... Uh, I don't know how many volumes it is, but it's a, a series on the truth about hip-hop. You know, just the background of the, the origin of hip-hop, Afri- Africa, Bambada, back in the day in the Zulu nature. He went out to and uh, sought the Zulu tribes, came back, created hip-hop, and the foundation was we don't worship God as a foundation. Now, that doesn't mean the music's not going to sound good. That doesn't mean that you're not going to like it. It just means if you're a Christian, it's not drawing you to God. But, but see, it's not necessarily against your God. It's just for the God that is worshiping. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. What you trying to say? They some, some people don't even know it because it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so you know, when I mix music, it sounded good. I wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't even think about God. I was just thinking about Moving you with a beat, right? Creating a story to, 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 to have you follow and get into the atmosphere that I created, right? That's all I was doing. I'm not keeping it real. Well, obviously, now I know better. I didn't know what, what I was worshiping. I didn't really care, right? And that's the thing is, but, but the Bible says walk circumspectly. We have to be intentional, right? We have to care about the atmosphere that's around you know, you're, you're, you know, sometimes there's things that we expose ourselves to than we expose our kids to, and they be like, why they got a funky attitude? Where'd that come from? But we're not listeners in the music. And, and we're not listening to the sound that's in the game. There is no video game without sound. It is, there is no video game without sound. There's no mall without sound. There's no shopping experience without sound. Everybody's creating sounds because sounds move you. I know you ain't going to go into a mall and it's silence. You're not going into a store in the silence. And some stores you go into, they got that frequency low. And guess what? People buying $300 shoes. $300 shoes that I remember when they first came out, they were like $20. But look, look, you're in this atmosphere on the frequency, and before you know it, you, went, you bought more than you realized. Because there's subliminal messages in music. Subliminal messages bypass your conscience and go right to your subconscious. So, so in other words, it's not risking your choice. See, if something hits your conscience first, that's your, that's your mental ascent. That's what you choose. Right? That's what you go, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. I, I think about it. So, so that's an offering that I decide whether or not I want to flow with. Subliminal message says, oh, no, 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 no. We're not giving you an opportunity to choose. We're going to go right to your default, right to your subconscious. 
Because we want you, we want you doing what, you, what we want you to do without thinking about it. You'll find yourself doing stuff without thinking about it and then tell yourself you're making your own choice. Not knowing that somebody done short-circuited your choice station, your subconscious without your permission. They bypassed the system. It's like somebody hacking your subconscious and you don't know it. Okay, all right, we good? Once again, this is, these are considerations, okay? This is not, listen, you, everybody has choice, but I love you. So I love you enough to give you the information, right? And so, so we talked about this last week. You know you can sing or speak positive words and at the same time emit negative energy? Because what's in your heart goes into what you say. You ever, you ever, somebody ever apologized to you and you're like, yeah, right. Why? Why? Because they, they said something with their mouth, but the energy was negative, right? And I'm like, David, I'm sorry. You're like, are you? For real? And it's almost like, you know, to shut you up, sorry? All right, I'm sorry. Otherwise interpreted, could you just shut up? Be quiet. I'm not really sorry, but if that's going to make you happy. But doesn't that have a sound, James? Don't that sound like a something? So, so, so I'm saying something positive, I'm sorry, but everything in my heart is like, please, man, I can't stand you, right? So, so we can do that. Can't they do that with the music? Can't they say one thing but push something else? No, 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 no. Okay, so nobody, nobody looked left or right. <laughs> but you felt it. You, you've gotten up. And all of a sudden, you were mad and don't know why. Depressed and don't know why. And, and you never thought about the music. You never even thought about what's the atmosphere. Oh, oh you was flowing. The relationship was going fine. But all of a sudden, you're starting to think about people from high school. But you're listening to high school music. Don't look, hey, don't look left or right. But you, you, you're, you're soaking up stuff, and it just draws you in, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, without your permission, you, then all of a sudden, you start feeling the same thing. Then you, you look, now you're you, you searching. I wonder how such and such is doing. And you think you were thinking this. But it just got right in. Drew you right back. But the scripture says, forget the things that are behind you and press toward the mark. For a reason, right? We good? We good? I ain't step on no toes or nothing, right? But that's not what the goal is. The goal is so you can have the information and make a quality decision, right? So this music creates mood. Actually, when I used to mix, I, used to, uh, I made tapes for people, and I called them sound moods. And so whatever it was, it was a theme. It could be uh, faith moods. It was always mood. I didn't know what I was doing back then. But every time I sent you something, it would, the, the tagline would always be moods. But, but now, think about it. It affects your moods. Without you really, listen, I worked in corrections. I told you those kids woke up rapping. They woke up rapping as if the song was being played. And some of the stuff that they were rapping, the ride or die stuff that they were rapping, kept them getting locked up. I had kids who would leave, come back three months later. And they, this is what they would say. They would say, they would say, uh, because I was about to say Pastor Keith, I wasn't even a pastor. Uh, Mr. Bradley, I, I don't get it, man. He said, 
when I got out, I said I was going to spend time with my mom. He says, I got to the door, put the key in the door. The fellas drove by booming, drew me into the car. Three months later, I'm back here. I don't know. All I remember is put my key in the door. That's it. I don't remember nothing else. And they were right back locked up all over again. But what do you think they were around? What do you think they were absorbing? And everything they absorbed said, man, I don't care. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. Made them think they were invincible and they were locked up all over again. Their dreams were locked up behind those cells. Right? Just like some of our dreams are locked up in the Bible. Right? Just something to think about. All right. So, so let's, let's, let's stay focused here. I ain't trying to mess nobody up. All right. So, so we said Proverbs 18, 21, it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Right? That word power, it means energy, in the energy of the tongue, right? So remember when Jesus, in, in Mark chapter 11, he was walking and he was hungry. He saw some leaves of a fig tree. He says, I'm going to go get some figs. He goes over to get the figs and there's no figs there. So he spoke sound and cursed the fig tree. And then they just, you know, they went on about their business. They came back a little later and the disciples were like, Master, look at the tree that you cursed. He said, have faith in God. Now, now, they said, master, the tree that you curse. His response was, have faith in God. Basically, the source for how this happened. Then he said, hey, he says, let's go Matthew, Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11. So Jesus showed them, because he was here to show us how to operate, right? So he showed them what they could do. So they, he, they, they, he cursed the fig tree. Verse 22, Mark eleven twenty-two. Now, he cursed the fig tree. That's Mark uh, 11, 12 to 14. But let's just read here. Uh, we'll start verse 20. Mark 11, verse 20. It says, in the mor- and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest, which your sound, is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Then he broke it down. He says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, Use your sound, unto this mountain be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, look, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So he's saying you have the ability to use your sound to make things happen too. Then verse 24, he says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So he's saying you have the power. Your words have power. You just don't be saying anything. The scripture says your, uh, your words are stout against me. Right? He says, you, you're, you're, you're not using your, your voice for what I designed it for. And so, so the thing is, uh, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the sounds that are coming out of our mouth is based on what we absorb in abundance. The sounds that are coming out of our mouth are based on what we absorb in abundance. Now, we'll tell ourselves, you ever see somebody take a stand? Uh, I had this conversation with my wife. And so I had this conversation with my son when he was growing, and my son kind of changed. He got around different folk, listening to different sound, and he, he kind of flipped on us a little bit for, for a short period of time. And 
So when he first flipped, he's like, well, y'all, y'all don't care. This, this, that, another. So I let, him, I let him go off. I said, son, I said, we the same parents. We ain't changed. I said, what has changed in this house? You. What you're around and what you're exposing yourself to. So you tripping like we broke brand new, like we knew parents. We the same parents. And as my grandchildren are growing and going to their teenage years, I know from time to time they go, what are they doing? The same thing we were doing before you got exposed to different people and different music and different environments. We're the same people. I tell you at church, no matter how you trip, I'm the same pastor. She's the same pastor. You may pick and choose what you want to expose yourself to. You're grown. You can do that. But don't flip on me. I'm the same guy. Right? We got a couple of amens, a couple of rights. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. See, that went over well. <laughs> so so, so what, what I'm trying to tell you is if the Bible says walk circumspectly, it says guard your heart with all diligence. So if you're a casual with guarding your heart, if you're not walking circumspectly intentional, you can unintentionally expose yourself to something that's corrupting your software. Remember, Superman couldn't be around kryptonite. But suppose Superman was gullible. <laughs> I'm just going to be around anybody. So he could be weak as I don't know what. I don't know why I'm weak. But he's hanging around kryptonite because he ain't paying attention. We do it all the time. We get around kryptonite. It corrupts our software. We lose our dreams. Now we start to follow other people's goals and dreams and wonder why we can't fly with somebody else's wings. Because we're in somebody else's atmosphere. Not our own, right? Just, just, again, all you got to do, let's do, I told uh, uh, somebody I talked to recently, I said, sometimes you got to do a step back. Just do a step back. You don't have to, listen, listen, pastor didn't say no name, so you can't say I'm, I'm, I'm picking on anybody. But just do a step back and say, wait a minute, what's in my atmosphere and how is it really affecting me? Because we're looking around, now I wonder what is going on. We're looking around. So, so. Right here, this is the music. We, man, I, just, I just can't figure it out, man. Joe, I just, I'm trying, man. I just can't figure I don't know what's going on. It's got to be something that's causing all this. And I just don't know. You know, why am I feeling this? Why am I snappy? I don't, I don't know. It's got to be. What is called? Why am I impatient? Why do I feel depressed? I, I don't know. You know. I don't seem like I can figure stuff out. I get overwhelmed easily. I don't know what's going on. What is happening? You know, what's going on? And as, soon as, they, as soon as they mention my name at work, I'm like, oh, man, please don't ask me nothing. Man, I hope they don't find out. that I just can't figure it out. What is going on? The whole time, it's what's in your atmosphere. I mean, just try it. Change your atmosphere this week and see what happens. Nothing happens. Go back to whatever was in your atmosphere before. But I can guarantee you, most of you, things that was on a roll when you were in a godly atmosphere. Listen to worship and things like that. When you shifted the role, it may felt good in the moment, but you notice, remember the arguments right after? Can I get a couple of amens? Because I know... You don't remember the arguments? And then the whole time, it's, so, so I'll give you an example. So when my son started 
dipping out back in the day. What's up, Tatum? Back in the day, right? So we found ourselves having a lot of misunderstanding, but we didn't know what it was. We was like, okay, okay, we living right, this, that, and the other. But the whole time, he was bringing spirits in the house, but we didn't know. We didn't know he shifted. So we weren't praying against those things because we figured he was business as usual as normal. But then we realized he was exposing himself to things that he was bringing in the house. So we had to change our prayer, right? Well, it's the same thing. You in certain atmospheres, you're listening to certain things. What's breathe? Okay. Remember God breathed in in us the breath of life, right? So we have the ability to breathe in stuff. So when somebody's singing, they, they breathe in, ain't they? So just because you like the sound, you get everything that's in their heart too. If there's fear in their heart, right? If there's doubt in their heart, if there's lust in their heart, if that's breathing to the mic and you're absorbing that sound, you absorb that too. You don't just get the part you like. You get the whole package, right? Oh, you say, well, I just listened to the beat. Well, they put a, a patch on your arm, right? For, was it a nicotine patch? Right? For the, so, so what happens? They absorb it, don't they? So, the same thing happens when you're playing something. It absorbs what's in you, right? So, when you absorb it, you're absorbing what's in that particular situation. We okay? Somebody should have told me he was going to be talking about music today. I probably wouldn't have came. All right, so, so he cursed the fig tree and he told to talk about speaking to the mountain. So, God's music, so, so, so the world's music is dangerous because it extinguishes our creativity. But this is the thing. It'll make you comfortable the whole time you're not being created. So, so what keeps us being, from being depressed is we always have something to look forward to, right? At every level, at every economic level, at every uh, gender level, we're happy when we have something to look forward to because what happens when you, when you achieve something, it gets old, right? You buy a car, it gets old. You buy a house, it gets old, right? Clothes, they get old, right? You accomplish a goal when you get there, <laughs> but after a while, it gets old. You win a championship. You got your ring, you know, you go on your interviews, but after a while, it gets old, right? Because now you want to what? I got to win another one or do something else. Something, you always have something to look forward to. That's why the Bible says my people perish and when there's no when those vision. Well, there's no vision, people perish, right? Because they can't see what's coming. They only can see what's around them, and it's getting stale, it's getting old, they're getting tired. What, what affects marriages? Nothing to look forward to, right? It's like, okay, same routine, day after day after day. We're same thing affects relationships, same routine. With no vision, we're not looking forward to anything. Now, brings it, brings it back to the sound in your atmosphere. If the sound in your atmosphere is the world, what it does is it steals creativity. It makes you comfortable without vision. And so, so now you can't see, the Bible says in 1 Peter, see afar off. So you find yourself going through the motions, but you constantly, uh, it's almost like smoking a joint, smoke the music, to soothe you and staying stuck in the same place. Then you get to a point where you don't even measure where you are. You pretend where you are. Because the music creates a fantasy world around you 
That's an illusion. And before you know it, time goes by and you're still stuck in the same place with an atmosphere that's telling you it's okay. But God's music stimulates creativity. You start to see beyond where you're at. You start to see the possibilities of what you can do as if they're real. Because it stimulates, the Bible says, stir up the gift that's in you. It stimulates the gift that's in you, and you start to see where that gift fits. And you start to move with a momentum. So you don't just do things that you can, you do things that you're purposed to do. Because you're you're in a God atmosphere that sound, the way it affects you, it stimulates creativity. The world's music stimulates perversion. It's a twisted version of the real you. Now again, I'm telling you what it does. You still have choice. I can tell you right now, salt, sugar, and starch will will ruin your whole body. Guess what? Some people go out, go out here and they're just going to be piling that sugar and salt on, right? Because you're grown. You can make whatever choice you want. But you ain't going to be offended at me because I talked about the sugar, starch, and salt, are you? You just be like, Pastor Keep Crazy, I'm about to go get me some donuts right now. Cool. You get your donuts. I'm not offended that you got your donuts. You're not offended that I told you the donuts eventually will eat your insides up, right? We're all on the same page. Same thing with the music. I'm telling you, just like the salt, starch, and sugar, that the world's music eventually will take your behind out. But guess what? Go ahead and keep listening to it. No. Somebody's going to take that sound bite and say, Pastor Keith said, go ahead. That's not what I, that was being uh, sarcastic, right? What I'm saying is you have choice. Don't get mad. Don't, don't, sh- don't not show up next week. Oh, you talking about sound effects, man. Anybody tra- get the information. Get all the information and make a quality decision. Because some of you are great, but supposed to be greater. Like phenomenally greater. But that, that, that world's music will have you soothed and just being better than the people around you, but not being the best you. Do you know you can be in a race, you could be running, and you're looking at this person because you heard they was fast, and your whole thing is, I got to beat this person, I got to beat this person. So you beat them. So you were better than them, but you were less than you. You actually could have ran faster than that if you just looked straight ahead and ran as fast as you could, right? So that's what happens. The, The world's music will have you in comparison and finding lower targets to soothe your compromise. God's music will have you finding people beyond where you are to challenge you to rise above where you're at. That's the difference, okay? Just, just think about it. See, see, that world's music will make you comfortable at doing nothing. And so what we want to do is, that's why we, we, we come into the kingdom of God. It helps us to live a fasted life. We're not, it's not about what's comfortable for us. It's about what's best for us. 1 Corinthians 6.12, right? And so he that lives a fasted life is using or affecting music, right? The person that's not living a fasted life, music is affecting them. They just don't realize it, right? See, when I'm living a fasted life, I only pick up on the frequencies of God. When I'm living an unfasted life, I just pick up on what sounds good. I'm not on God's frequency. I can't even hear God. All right, what's, what's, the, what's the white man can't jump? 
You can't hear Jimmy, right? You can't even hear God, right? Right? So, so, so again, we, so we want to be in an atmosphere. The Bible says, be not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, be not ignorant of his devices. What it's saying is, there's a chance you're going to be ignorant of the devices that he's using to steal your life. He'll have you confused about your own identity. Because your whole life is now playing off of feelings, not being led by the Spirit. You see what I'm saying? Your, your life is, again, spirit-led, not flesh-led. But, but no one's committed a crime if they're flesh-led. It's trying to grow to a place where you can be spiritually led, right? Because we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in this physical body. Our, our physical body is not supposed to be making our first choices, right? Our spirit man is supposed to they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God, right? Right? So that's not Pastor Keith's philosophy. That's what the Word says, right? And so I'm not going to be led by the Spirit if I'm not feeding the Spirit the atmosphere and the sound that's stirring up my spirit, man, to creatively see how to, to guide me to live a fulfilling life, right? And I, I can almost, I can, I can take compromise and be satisfied with it at the expense of fulfillment. And how do I know if I'm in compromise of fulfillment? If I'm in compromise, I'm still thirsty. If I'm in fulfillment, I live, I'm, I'm so filled up, I'm looking to pour into other people's lives. But I don't have time for other people's lives if I'm thirsty because I'm just trying to get enough for me. I'm just trying to get my, my attention, you know, my, my estate or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, but God wants us to be in a place of fulfillment. So this is the thing. God's music opens you up so God can pour in you all that you're designed to be. It keeps your heart open to receive from God. Satan, who used to be in, in the heaven, is perverting the same system. He's trying to open you up so he can pour in what he wants in you, your destruction. Now remember, God's music opens your heart. That's why we do worship. People come in heavy, you know, uh, in, 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 uh, in uh, certain circles, the follow ground, right? The follow ground means it's hard. You know, like if it's, it's ground outside and you're trying to plant something in and it's hard, you just can't stick no seed in there. You got to saturate that thing, right? You marinate it to a point where now it softens and you can plant the seed in it and it can just flow in there and now take in all the nutrients, right? Same thing. You show up with the battles of life hard. So worship, which some people skip, that worship saturates your heart. It marinates your heart so God can pour in creativity, power, healing, wholeness, right? And so what the devil says is he understands that. He said, I don't need you receiving from God. So you see, we can hear God and not receive. So I don't need to receive it. So what I need to do is cut off the frequency. So when you hear God's sound, it, it, you feel uneasy because I've determined your, your, your taste or your ear. I got your ear. So now when, that, now, now when God's sound comes forth, that sounds off because it's not the frequency that I trained you on. I trained you on that dark frequency 
because I don't need you in the light because you'll see. I don't need you seeing. I need you so comfortable that unintentionally you're destroying everybody in your life around you. Listen, you can tell when God's saturated in the atmosphere. Everybody's free. Everybody's happy. You can tell when God's not saturated in the atmosphere. People don't even want to connect. They're standoffish. They can't even say hi. They get, they get in a situation, they're sitting over in the corner. I'm not, I'm not being negative, I'm not putting nobody down. I'm saying that people don't realize that sound has disconnected you from light. I don't want to be around light. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be exposed. I want, I, listen, you can sit in the same room and pretend they don't see me. They don't, y'all know, family members and everybody be like, we're all in the room. Why are they just stand, sitting over there like, and they sitting there like nobody sees them. We all see you. Hey, out there, TV land, we see you. You know, like, we would love to engage with you. I know this. I'm not putting you down. I was that guy. I could go in a room and just find my spot. I'll find a corner. I'm not connecting to nobody because the reason I want to connect with nobody because I don't want nobody opening me up because it's going to tell me I need to get myself together and I didn't want to be around that. So I'll find a little corner, drop my head, and fall asleep. Then I figure if I'm asleep, people leave me alone. But I'm not trying to talk to nobody, engage. Matter of fact, I would be like, ah, oh, here they come. And I was like, here they come. Let me go over here. Well, here they come. Let me go. This is how I live my life. Because of the sound. Listen, I told you, I live with a theme following me. I I schedule classes around music. I spend $400 a week on music. I research every artist, the artist, the, the producer, the producer that went on with another label. My life was music. Scheduled classes around music. Everything I did, if you saw me walking in New York City, guarantee you some headphones in my ear. I didn't go nowhere without a thing. And, re- and believe it or not, you're not going nowhere without a thing. You're just letting other people dictate the thing. I told you I was in clubs where the guy behind the, the keyboard says, I'm going to change that person from straight to be in a relationship with me, told the guy, put the lights on him, played the music before the night's over, he was in the booth. He moved and went music. We went to a service. We were sitting in the service. I said, baby, something ain't right in here. She said, baby, something ain't right. Looked up at the keyboard artist. He was seducing folk with the keyboard. But if you're naive, you ain't paying that no mind. This is in the church. I took youth to a church. I was sitting in a church, and I said, what is going on in here? Some, see, I, I was on a different frequency. I said, something ain't right. And then the Holy Spirit said, look up at the keyboard. That guy, he was playing us on that organ. I looked at the youth. I said, get up. We out of here. They was like, why? I'll tell you when we get in the car. We out of here. He would, it wasn't the right spirit. But we can go in all naive <laughs> and folk be playing us. But we're but we going to aggressively tell somebody, I'm in control, when the whole time you're getting played. Just because you, you, you raise your base don't mean you're not getting played. Or just because you're a female, you're screaming, and you got an attitude doesn't mean you're not getting played. Actually, that's, a, that's an indication of you are getting played. Because what you're screaming for, I can hear you. 
What you getting all worked up for? You, you're, you're getting all worked up to override the truth. A person that has the truth don't have to get worked up. They let you talk. Go ahead, finish. Finish what you got to say. Go ahead, keep it, go ahead, finish. Because they know they got the truth. person that is afraid is loud. Right? What, what they're trying to do? They're trying to throw off the sound. Okay, I'll take that back. The adversary is trying to use them to throw off the sound. Because they know there's a certain sound that emits truth and it creates harmony, agreement. There's a certain frequency that's going to interrupt that cause noise where there's times when me and my wife have talked over the years, we both was in agreement. We couldn't even hear each other. And, and then when we, when we finally got to the, to the part we was in agreement, it's like, well, I said that already. Well, I just said that already. Well, the whole time we're saying the same thing. But the adversary is standing between us, creating different noise to cause misunderstanding, right? Just something to think about, right? So realize this. The number one form of spiritual deception is music. That's the number one form that Satan used is music, right? Remember I said it opens you up so God can pour in. Let's look at 1 Samuel. We got a few minutes here. Let's look at 1 Samuel 16. And honestly, I, I, the Lord told me to, to teach this. He was like, man, he says, you know, my, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. He says, are you going to just try to be accommodating or are you going to give them what they need and let them make a, a quality choice? And so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So first... Uh, Samuel 16, 22. It says, And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, and so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So David played sound on a harp and drove the evil spirit out of Saul. But guess what? If you can drive an evil spirit out, you can drive it in. So just like David played God's sound and drove the evil spirit out, the adversary can have somebody playing his sound to drive the evil spirit in. Right? That's Bible. That's not, I didn't make that up, right? And, and, and so the Bible says, sing unto him a new song. Create new creative sound. You know, not just uh, that Psalm uh, 33.3. And so, so, so just keep this in mind as we're growing through. Satan tries to steal your faith, your creative sound, by flooding you with his pleasure of perverted sound. He tries to steal your faith. Your faith is increased with creative sound by flooding you with his pleasure, and that's perverted sound. The Bible says, how can we sing? How can we be creative? How can we, how can we speak heaven on earth manifesting sounds in a strange land? Right? That's Psalm 137.4. You know what that means? That means, how can I speak out the abundance of God's sound to keep things 
in creative motion, if I'm absorbing the world sound, see a strange land is I'm in a strange atmosphere. There's certain atmospheres that's conducive for us to flourish, right? That's why the Bible says they to be planted in a house of God shall flourish in the courts. That's why palm trees don't grow in North New Jersey. That's not the atmosphere for it to grow. So we have to be in a right atmosphere to, to operate in our creative design. So we, we talked about this in spiritual authority. That's why the, the devil doesn't mind if we talk about Jesus, as long as we're not submitted to him. You don't mind him being your savior as long as he's not your Lord. Because if he's your Lord, you're going to submit to him. If you submit to him, when you submit to something, you get up under something, what's pour, pouring, what God pours in Christ pours in you. But if I'm trying to be equal with or even above, it's being poured down into Christ. It's supposed to be poured into everybody that's submitted or, or is, is locked in as Lord. But people are off to the side over submitted to Satan. So you don't really get what you're supposed to get, even though you're saying all the Christian statements. He doesn't mind you say Christian statements as long as you're living a, a, a worldly or, or ungodly life. And when I say ungodly, everybody's not trying to uh, uh, rob, steal, and stuff like that, but, but anything outside of God's will and his atmosphere, like, okay, so we have parents here. So imagine if your kids decided, okay, they, every day they say you love you, but they spend all their time at their friend's house, every day. And, and, and the, friends, the, the friend's parents don't operate the way you guys do. The, the, the atmosphere they create in their house is crazy. Like, nobody really pays attention. Nobody does homework. Nobody does nothing. You know, you know they, they, they wilding out all the time. So your kids just say, hey, 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 y'all know I love y'all. No, 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 y'all wonderful. But they spend every day at, at the house, and then when you ask them to come home, they catch an attitude. How would you feel about that? You comfortable with that? They say they love you, though, but they'd rather spend their time in an atmosphere you don't want them to be in. That's what we say to God all the time. We say we love him, but we spend a lot of our atmosphere in, in atmospheres that's not conducive for us to operate the way God wants us to operate, right? And so, so creation, we're, we're a part of creation. We have to live in creativity. That's what honors God. As creation, we have to live in creativity. That's where we flourish. We're creating. And when we're in the atmosphere of God, it, it, it flows off those creative juices. We're not just mimicking. I, I actually had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, this guy. Uh, uh, he actually was possessed with a, uh, a devil. Craig Lewis was talking about he was possessed with a devil. He had, they had to pray like nine demons out of him. But I met this guy. He was a, a, one of the lead singers with Color Me Bad. And we was doing a, a, a conference, and somehow or another he was in town. So I, had, so I had to go pick him up at the hotel. And I was picking him up at the hotel. He said, listen, he said, he says, I'm a Christian now. He says, I can't keep doing this. I said, well, talk to me. I said, what's going on? He said, he says, man, uh, now that I'm a Christian, see, he's on a different frequency. He says, I can't be, keep playing the sound. He says, these women are worshiping us. They're not worshiping God. He says, and it was cool when I was living like that. He says, but once I woke up, he says, I got to get out. He was trying to, at the time, he was trying to figure a way out. He said, because the tough part is this is my livelihood. He said, like, I don't do nothing else. 
My job is singing. He says, but I can't keep doing this. You know, so, so because of the, the, he picked up what was going on in the atmosphere. I, I, was, in, I, was, in, uh, I was in my house. We was fasting. Uh, I ain't going to say your name, but you, you probably going to know I'm talking about you. Uh, so we was fasting. So I was, you know, fasting. We shut out everything. No TV, no nothing. So I had a, a family member come in town, un, unexpected. Didn't tell nobody he was coming in town. So, so I said, well, we're fasting. You know, we're not doing I said, so now listen, TV, I was doing some painting at the house. I said, but uh, I got worship going on. And this family was going through stuff. So, so, so they were sitting in the living room, and I had just this playlist of worship. And all, heard, all of a sudden I heard, no, no, I don't want it, no. And I was like, what in the world's going on? So I, so, so I, I, I dropped my brush, and Holy Spirit said, no, 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 I got this. I said, what do you mean you got this? He said, no, 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 I got this. I'm working on it. I said, I, I said, the gender. Uh, so, so, so I went in. So, so I didn't go in. And so, but I just, I, no, no, I don't want this. So then, you know, finally I went in the room. It's like, what is this? Change this. I said, no, nah, that, I said, you're in my house. That's kind of what we do. But it was like the Holy Spirit was giving the person, person a spanking. But what it is is that, that, that sound and that frequency they was used to, they wasn't used to that worship. You know, it changes some things. Right, so you, you, you probably don't realize how powerful it is. So there's a spiritual consequence for the music we absorb. If we absorb God's music, there's a consequence for that. Obviously, it's positive. We absorb the world's music, there's a consequence for that. And, and think about this. Just, just think about it. Uh, now, I got this from Craig Lewis. If he wanted the devil's music, he would have left him in heaven. If he wanted the devil's music, he would have left him in heaven. And so it's dangerous to measure information by how good it sounds. Trust in the flesh's ear. Or how someone looks, trust in the eyes. Right? You want to start measuring things by the spirit and the heart. It's a dangerous thing to measure stuff by how it looks or what you, just your natural ear and your natural eye. Right? It's dangerous, right? You want to really start to, to sharpen your discernment. We talked about this this week in Ohio. And start to pick up God's sound, right? So, again, okay, I, I, I've been deep into to music. Offer it to God. What's the difference? I've been deep into drinking. I've been deep into lust. I've been deep into lazy. I've been deep into eating. All these different things when we come to the kingdom, we got to offer to God, right? So, 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 so why do we have limits on the categories of what we can offer? And so sometimes we're bothered when preachers start to challenge some things that we've already committed to and we have momentum to. But all you got to do is offer it to God. Keeping it real, when people start talking about uh, shutting out lust, shutting out drinking, shutting out music... <laughs> All these things, I'm like, man, they're crazy. You know, I'm just going to be positive. But one of the things about how, as I was growing as a Christian, I understood something. Man, if, 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 if I'm hearing this is from God, I got to at least, I got, if, if you, if this is you, I'm going to need your help to get this out of my life. Like, I, I can't do it. And I'm not going to blow it off like it's not you because just in case it is you, it could be dangerous. Now, I'm not taking that risk. 
So I said, Lord, you got to take that desire away from me. And that's everything. That's from, from, from porn to music to drinking, whatever it is. Like, I'm not doing it. You got, I can't do it. If I could do it, I would have done it. You see what I'm saying? So I said, you know, I, 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 what's the scripture? When I walk in the spirit, you for not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That was one of my favorite scriptures. I kept quoting. And then 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. I know that scripture because that was one I had to use all the time. Like I had to start using things. And then what I did was I did the same thing I did when I was pursuing basketball. On a, on a, when, it was, when it was time for me to prepare for what I call my season, I would be, everything would be bland. No sugars, no nothing. But I was used to, as I told you before, eating Oreo cookies and root beer and stuff like that. So what I did was I just drank water and ate bland stuff. I didn't say I'm going to stop eating other stuff. And what happened is I kept drinking so, so much water, I didn't want soda. And so it's the same thing. Feed the spirit. Don't try not to feed the flesh. That, the Bible says turn to God from idols. It didn't say turn from idols to God. Right? So, so what you do is just start feeding your spirit from where you are, and then now you're, you're strengthening the, the, the spirit is indeed willing. The flesh is weak. You're, you're strengthening the, the part in you that is, can help you shift some things. Right? So just start feeding the spirit. Don't, don't oh my God, I got to stop this, I got to stop that. Maybe you do. But start feeding the, the spirit, man. Amen. That's it. Just do more. Like, I used to tell people at the other church, they're just like, man, I'm just coming to church anyway. Yeah, but I was at the club last night. Who cares, man? Just come to church. Start feeding. Get, get that spirit stirred up. And that spirit is indeed willing to start to, you'll, you'll find things that you liked. Eh, I'm not feeling what. Y'all may think different. I told you, I, I really was into music, like every level of it. So what I did was I started to, now at first I was new, so I, I just listened to choirs. Uh, uh, what's the blood? The blood is uh, Chicago Mass Choir, Florida Mass Choir, uh, Mississippi Mass Choir, uh, uh, what's the other one? LA Mass Choir. That's a, I, I'm, a, I'm, new, I'm a new Christian, right? So that's how I was just too. But then as I started to grow, some choirs weren't necessarily all in with God. But at first, I just wanted to hear somebody that was saying God. But then, then, then I started listening to Christian music. Some of them weren't all in to God. But as my frequency to God started kicking in, then I could pick up, oh, that wasn't God. Oh, nah. That sounded good, but there was no spirit in that. And I couldn't listen to, because I was listening to H-Town and, and was, was, uh, uh, Joe to see. I was listening to all that. Yes, Skip Mahoney and the Casuals and Blue Magic and the Stylistics. But then I crossed over to the new era, which was Tony Braxton, H-Town and all that. But I started listening to it. I couldn't, I, I wasn't getting nothing. It just sounded good. But it wasn't feed my spirit like the other music. I said, oh, it's a difference. I, see, because now I'm on a different frequency. So just try changing your frequency. See what happens. Amen. Try this week. Just see what happens. Nothing happens. Just go back to doing what you was doing. All right? Just, just as a consideration. Stand on your feet. That's all. That's all for today.